Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Keys to Financial Confidence podcast. I'm your host, Marika Steimack. I'm an author, life coach, and app creator. We're going to dig deeper into the 40 simple concepts I've come up with in my book, Keys to Financial Confidence, Unlock Your Best Life. Here, you are going to finally figure out what living your best life means for you and how to set up your financial situation to get there. You are here for a reason, you want change, and you want to learn how. Let's dig in. Welcome to another episode of the Keys to Financial Confidence podcast. Today, we have a really fun episode and a very special guest, Jen Narcisco. She's the founder of the Investor Mama podcast. She is joining us to share her insights on how money dates can actually transform your relationship and boost your financial confidence. Whether you're going on a money date with your partner or just with yourself, this episode is packed with practical tips and strategies. Get ready to discover what a money date entails, the do's and don'ts to make them effective, and how to stay committed. Let's dive in. Well, thanks so much for joining me today and being on the show. Thanks so much for having me, Marika. I am so excited to dive in. So first, tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. My name is Jen. I'm the host of the Investor Mama podcast, Money Conversations with a Mom's Touch, which I have to give credit to my husband for coming up with that tagline because it was perfect. But I'm a mom of two, a real estate agent, and my goal is just to help as many moms or inspiring moms on their money journey. That's wonderful. You came on today to talk about Chapter 38, Money Dates. Yes, I have to say I love your book. Great job. It was so easy to digest. And I think it's great for someone who I have so many moms come up to me that they're, you know, in their like 30s, late 30s, early 40s, they're like just woke up to, oh, my goodness, I am still working and I don't want to work forever, but I have no idea where to begin. And I thought your book was just a great, okay, take a deep breath. Here's some steps, very easy, and you can take them one at a time or whatever feels good. And so kudos to you. Uh, Thank you so much. I appreciate you saying that. Oh, I love that. So let me ask you, what do you think of the idea of a money date? So I love money dates. And it's funny because I have struggled with my husband. I love him to death. But money dates are, he hates them. (laughs) So for those of you who have maybe you or your spouse or significant other or partner or your solo, whomever hates money dates, it's okay. You're not alone, but they are super important and definitely easy to get done. And I have some great tips to help you navigate so that it doesn't have to be this scary, overwhelming, but just a normal, okay, let's take a breath and let's go. Well, first, let's step back and define what is a money date. So a money date, the way I look at it, is just a conversation between, and if you're not married or you're not in a relationship, you and yourself or whomever, but to just get on the same page about where are you at, what are you trying to achieve with your money, and how, if you're not on target, how can you get there, but working together as a team or with yourself again, really doesn't matter, but it's like a check-in. Money is one of the most important things we have to deal with, especially if you're a parent you're setting the example for the next generation, but it's very hard to do. And a lot of people don't like to face with their money situations because it, it's scary and overwhelming and we're not taught it. We don't know how to navigate it, but it's the time where you actually sit down and check in and really have those hard conversations. What type of conversations would you be having on a money date? 
So I actually like to take it a step further. But before you even sit down on your money date, I think it's really important for you to kind of have your own conversation with yourself to really identify your own thoughts, your feelings and emotions around money before having a date with someone. Because I feel like oftentimes when we do sit down with someone, it can come off as almost like one of two ways, either very aggressive or like we have to do this, we have to do this, we have to do this, or like afraid to talk about anything because you're not even sure yourself of what you even think because you're intimidated. So if you're intimidated or overwhelmed, there's a high chance probability that your spouse or a partner or whomever might feel that too. So I always like to tell people like before you go and sit with another person, just sit with yourself first and really figure out what's your own money mindset, what your own views are, what you think. When you hear the word money, do you get anxious? Do you get scared? Do you have a lot of debt that maybe you're afraid to deal with? So that's kind of like my first take too, is to kind of really just go with yourself first. After that, I'm really also about, before you even have the conversation, is to set the environment Mm -hmm. to make sure that it's a safe zone for both parties. It really has to be a safe zone. And if you don't feel that you can create that, that's okay. There's no shame in bringing a third party to the conversation as well to help guide you, whether it's a money coach, maybe a therapist, whomever. But you really want to make sure that your space is safe, inviting. And then you also want to make it like fun. Don't make this like a dreadful, like don't have a ton of Excel spreadsheets. Maybe unless you both want to. Awesome. But like, especially for your first money date, Make it fun. I know in your book, you said open up a bottle of wine or whatever you need to do. (laughs) So I think the environment is super important as well. And then the third thing I would say is start small on your first date. Rome wasn't built in a day. You don't have to achieve everything. Maybe it's putting a budget together. Maybe it's just coming together. Even before I should say you sit down and do a budget, just what the conversation you had with yourself about money Ask them, what do they think about money? Have these initiatives, because most partners do not talk about this with each other. So maybe you just set a goal for, let's just talk about money as a overarching. How do we feel about money? Do we have any money goals? What are some of the things we would like to accomplish in life? Some of the big picture things. So it's not worried, oh, we have all this debt. Like you, you can talk about that, yeah, but there's plenty of time. Like you don't want this to be this heavy dreading conversation because you're never going to want to do it again. And it really should not be a one and done thing. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like my overarching framework before you even sit down and when you're going into it, kind of how to think about it. That's really good. I really like that. When you say safe zone, what does that mean? So I think it's coming up together with some ground rules almost. So you can say you're on the team. First of all, you should approach this as us, not this is me. This is what I want. But we are coming together. We're going to talk about money. Do you have any preferences about money? What do you think about with money? And share yourself first so that you open the conversation for your partner to feel comfortable. You can say, listen, I don't honestly even know where I'm at money-wise. I don't know if you know where you're at money-wise, but I don't know. And it makes me really overwhelmed. And I feel like it's something that we should get a hold of. And I honestly don't even really know where to begin, but I want to at least start having these conversations with you. Yeah, That then invites the other person to feel, okay, the walls are down that you share your vulnerability, it makes it much easier for the other person to share their vulnerability. I feel like, again, it's just approaching it as a we and not a me. And I like how you said, like, maybe there should be some rules or you should set some guidelines within your money date. Let's say you can say, oh, let me finish my sentence. 
there's some anger that starts coming out and maybe a bit of resentment or maybe judgment. And it could potentially lead to, I don't want to say a disaster, but it could lead to a stressful situation or a fight with some couple. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you bring up a really good point, though, is part of the ground rules. You can say we can take a break. Okay. (laughs) You can have an escape clause if you need to. Don't run forever. But if it gets really heated, then it's okay. And maybe that's when you do need to bring a third party. I even know for my husband and I, he hates it. He dreads our money dates, but he knows we need it because like after many conversations of like, you know, we need to like have this for our kids and all this, he gets it. But it's not the most fun. So, but not every couple's the same. So also, no, it doesn't have to be the most perfect money date. You don't have to accomplish things at the end of every. It doesn't have to be like this picture-esque of we're on the same page because you may not be on the same page. That's okay. It is okay. You're right. 100% okay. If you end up just saying, look, don't jump at me. Don't criticize me. What do you need? Like I say to my husband, I'm like, I don't want you to say anything negative to me ever. (laughs) I love that. I love that. (laughs) Okay. And I'm like, no, like literally you cannot say anything negative. And if he does accidentally, I'm like, that was a negative and we're just going to erase that. It makes it kind of funny because we just want to say something negative sometimes about what's happening with your financial situation. But that's the tone that I set on my money date. And so you come up with knowing your partner, you come up with maybe what you need to say to hold that safe space, right? (laughs) Yeah, no, that's great. And I love that you're honest and direct about it. And like you also, though, should be prepared that there may be things that you don't want to hear and that you don't want to discuss. And that's okay. I hate to say this, but sometimes there could be really deep issues. You didn't know that your partner has a gambling problem or I've unfortunately heard not to say that would not wish this on anyone, but it kind of came out that there was a little bit of cheating involved and how money was spent certain ways. So obviously, you know your spouse and all of those things. And most likely, this is not a scenario. But I just like to kind of warn people if they are struggling with money days, that could be something. But my whole philosophy, too, is wouldn't you just rather know, even if there is awful things, or even if not that, maybe you really have $100,000 of debt that you're unaware of. Wouldn't you at least want to know it? Because the debt's not going to go away if you ignore it. (laughs) And then get on the same team to try and help each other. This is the point of the money date as well, is to team up and figure this money thing out together. So how do you think it should be structured? Like I know before you were saying, okay, a money date, you can start small. But then how do you propose that people keep this money dating going? And how do they want to structure their money dates? So I think it is also very dependent on the couple and where they're at. I think for what I found has worked is just scheduling them on a consistent basis helps. What you talk about, though, I think can be open. My husband and I, though, our money dates really consist of tracking our net worth because we're at a point now where we can just track our net worth financially, I should say. Before that, I would recommend starting with going through your expenses, really sitting down, spend the date of just identifying where's our money going. Mm-hmm. I would then maybe have another money date of going through all your debts. If you have debt, just bring it all to the table, rip the bandaid off. With wine. Yes, with wine or whatever you prefer. But no, it should be a fun time. And some of them could be long. You may want to break it up into a couple of dates. Again, it's more of a personal preference. There's no one size fits all. But after you kind of go through your expenses, 
maybe for you guys, it is really though every month you just come and sit down and look at your expenses every month. If you are in debt, maybe it's like looking at all your debt every month to see if you're really minimizing it. For us, we don't have any real debt anymore. We are in a good financial position. So for us on a regular basis, like we don't really look at our expenses anymore on a very detailed basis because we don't need to. But if I wasn't in this financial position, we 100% would be every month looking at where our money was going. Now for us, it's just about big picture. Is our net worth going every month? And if not, can we be saving more? Are we diversified? All that kind of stuff. But that's much more a higher level. But for someone starting off, I would definitely want to know some really like key metrics. Where's my money going? How much am I saving? My savings rate? And what does my debt look like? Is it increasing? Is it decreasing? And to me, those are like the three real big numbers. And those are the ones that I would really want to be, yeah, like focused on and monitoring on a more regular basis. So you think that it's important to schedule it, say, however many times a year, either it depends on your relationship, if it's like once a month or once every three months. Yeah. And I would say maybe in the beginning, start once a month just to get it. I mean, it's so busy, especially if you're a parent. It's so hard with kids to make time. If you don't have it on your calendar, you're not going to do it. Yeah. And you're like, oh, this month went by, that month went by. So just get it in. You know, the new year's coming up or new year just recently passed. Just throw a couple dates in the calendar. I personally would recommend in the beginning, keep it much more consistent, like on a once a month or if you really want to break through, maybe once a week for the first couple of weeks, just to like get the momentum going and then phase out to just track the key metrics over time. But if you're really new to this, personally, I don't even think once a week is that bad just to really get your house in order and then you can pull the brakes out. Yeah, I agree 100%. And you don't have to discuss everything all in one go, like you said. And you set a time for it, just like if it was a regular date, right? You're like, okay, we're going to spend like an hour just talking about this and really focusing on this. And then we're done, right? Date's over. But so now let's go back to discussing the environment because yes, that definitely is going to play a big part in if this is going to be fun or not. When I think about sitting down with my partner and discussing my finances, I think about, okay, the typical TV show moment where the husband and wife or the partner is sitting at a table, you know, with their spreadsheets and their budgets or whatever, and they're discussing it at the kitchen table. But it doesn't have to be like that. So do you have some ideas that you could throw at people of how they can have this money discussion somewhere else? Well, it's funny because I often meet couples where one person is like spreadsheet. I'm so gun ho I'm ready to do this. And the other one's like, oh, please save me. I can't. I can't. So my recommendation mm-hmm. would be to know your significant other. If you really are gun ho about money, congratulations. That's amazing. I know I'm the money nerd in the relationship, but that doesn't mean your spouse is. And if you come at them with one, a bunch of numbers, and then two, how you want to make all these major life changes, that is going to scare them. So do not do that because that's what I did. And that's also why I think I've like scarred my husband, but you can recover. (laughs) You can recover. I would say in the beginning, have the initial conversations of big picture goals, dream with the person. Most people, when you start talking about where you want your marriage, where you see things can get on board with that before they can get on board on numbers. Mm -hmm. So as much as I'm a big proponent of knowing your debt and knowing where your expenses are going and all that stuff, yes, you do eventually need to get there, but ease into all of that. Mm -hmm. So the first date should not have Excel spreadsheets and all of that stuff. The environment (laughs) should be much more laid back, but also like know yourself as a couple. 
Maybe it's not good to do it in the house. Go out to dinner and have the conversation. Get a babysitter. Maybe you do want to do it with your kids. Whatever it is, I think that's between you and your partner. Find your groove and maybe even say, okay, we're going to do a money date, but we're going to only do it for 30 minutes tonight. Mm -hmm. Okay, so keep to that and respect your partner's time if that's what you agree to. And say, okay, set a timer. And then just when the buzzer goes off, you, you can come back. That's why in the beginning, if you're doing it on a more regular basis, like you said, you don't have to talk about everything up front anyway. Like you said, the environment is really towards you, you guys as a couple. So what may work for me or for you may not work for somebody else. I like some of the ideas. Like I like putting some ideas out there. Even if I do end up sitting at a kitchen table, I will set my formal dining room and I will have candles and have, you know, order, prepare a beautiful meal and get full on dressed up. And I make my husband put on a dress shirt as well. Like, where's it's ridiculous. But for some reason, it just sets like a different tone. And it's like, OK, we have an intention here and we're being really formal about it. And I don't know, it always turns out really fun. Some ideas could be I'll just throw some out there. Yeah, please. You can go and grab a very special coffee and then you can come back home and drink coffee in bed and have a money date yeah. or set up a picnic somewhere if you're in that type of environment and sit outdoors or go for a hike and have a little mm -hmm. bit of a money date when you're on the hike. Okay. Not a like strenuous activity, like playing squash or something, but take it out of the norm of even just sitting there looking at each other. Yeah. It could be going for a drive in the car. Maybe you have a little baby that you want to put in the back seat and then you say, OK, let's take this time. We'll go for a little drive and let's have a discussion about this. Do you have any other ideas? Yeah. So my husband's really big into board games. So it's almost like a it's not a bribe, but an incentive. <laughs> like we'll have a money date with the intention of, oh, here's the board game we will play right after <laughs> or we can start <laughs> playing right now. So. You could totally do something like that. Or I loved your idea of like in bed or on a hike. But if you are adventurous, maybe it's kind of on the way to go and to do something adventurous. Or maybe it's some people I know even like rent hotel rooms and just to make it a weekend and spend time together. And then for part of the conversation, they bring it up. So you can really do whatever is unique to you as a couple and incorporate it in. I love that idea. Actually, that's a great idea where you take the whole weekend. Let's say you're like really feeling confident about your financial situation with your partner and you say, you know what, let's go and let's really figure this out. Let's just spend the next two days just figuring this out. Because also I think what happens is you're sitting in your money date and then you brainstorm, but then a day later or a week later, you're like, hey, maybe we should do this. And then it comes up again. Sometimes you need some space to just think about things. Yeah. So a weekend would be fun. I mean, I'd like to do it. I don't know if my husband would like to do that. Yeah, I'd say if you like to travel, then make it a vacation. Whatever you would normally do that you guys enjoy together, just incorporate the money days so that the money part is associated with something that feels good and not draining and overwhelm. Definitely. That's exactly it. Take away the overwhelm. Take away the stress behind it. And try and make it a fun conversation and a loving conversation because that's why you're with this partner in the first place, to grow together, to love each other, to support each other. It just makes me so sad that so many people are not discussing money. There's so many couples and that's so important to their foundation. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. 
And just because you're not talking about it doesn't mean that a money problem doesn't exist. And it can ripple into so many other areas of your marriage. Maybe you enjoy spending money on something that your partner does not agree with. That's why I'm also a believer, like, it's okay if you have separate bank accounts. Like, not everything is a one-size-fits-all. It's okay to have separate play money. Like, I call it, like, the non-judgmental money so that you can spend the money however you want and your spouse can spend the money however they want. You set, like, a limit or whatever. But whatever they want to buy, even if you don't agree with it and think it's a waste, okay, that's your opinion. But it may just make them feel good. And mm-hmm. that's okay. And it could have such a profound impact on your marriage. There's another chapter in the book called Fun Account. I call that a fun account where you just get to have all the fun that you want from that account. <laughs> yeah, because it can really help a marriage. Okay, single people out there, you're probably thinking, oh, this isn't for me. What if you're single? How do you have a money date? That's a great question. I think it's the same thing, though. You still need to understand yourself, how you feel about money. You still need to go through where's your debt. Just because you don't identify your debt doesn't mean it doesn't exist. So you definitely want to really know what debts you have, when they're due, when you'll be out of debt, come up with a plan. Where's your money going every month? How much are you saving every month? Are you not saving? Where's your money going? Is it into a 401k? Okay, that's great. But what's it invested in? Like, where is it really going? All those questions, you still need to do the same thing, whether you with someone or not with someone. This just happened in the coaching session. Dave had this aha moment when I said to him, I was like, well, why don't you have a money date with yourself? Say, pick a day and make it special. And I'm like, what do you like to do? And he came to the conclusion that he loves music. He has decided that he's just going to put some beautiful music in the background when he has his money date with himself, grab a nice coffee and just get some things sorted. And he got really inspired. And so I think that he's going to be motivated to keep doing that again. That's great. Kudos. Setting someone up to do that, I think, is just so important. And it's the first step to kind of get your money right. When there's all that overwhelm, all that, "Ah, I don't know where to begin, just take a step back. And this is really step one almost in the process Mm -hmm. to get your money right. And it should be fun and relaxing and not scary. Otherwise, you're going to burn out. You're not going to want to do it. You're going to resent it. And it's not going to be good for you. And it's not going to help you and get you to where you really want to get to. I think a lot of people don't know where to get the resources. So even if they wanted to get something sorted or see what their expenses are and they don't want to go into their bank accounts or get an app because maybe they are not technical or something, but people don't know where to go to get these resources. I just built an entire shop, an entire Etsy shop, and I offer these awesome, simple Excel spreadsheets that are so easy to use, but they're going to give you all the information that you need. There's some cool graphs and charts, but it's simplified and you just have to plug in your information. They're pretty too, by the way. You just have to plug in your information and everything will populate. Everything will calculate for you. It'll get you to know your numbers. If you're not someone that's going to build their own Excel spreadsheet or can't do that, I know I couldn't do it before. So I wanted to give this to people. And so that's going to be on my Etsy shop. And then there's also going to be a paper worksheet that you could just simply print out and fill in the blanks if you like doing things pen to paper. But I think this will be really easy for a lot of people if anyone in the audience is looking for something. That's great because I do feel like there is definitely a lack unless you're going to pay someone to coach you. There's definitely a lot of Instagram influencers who have 
materials, but it's all across the gamut on what works for you and what's good. So I love that you created something that's accessible. Thanks. Thanks so much, Jen, for being on the show. It was so nice talking to you about this. This is such a fun topic. I'm so glad that you came on and gave us some expert advice. Where can people find you? If anyone out there would love to check out, you can go to InvestorMama.com. You can find me InvestorMama.com slash connect, all my Instagram, all that stuff. And you can check out a free guide, 19 tips for navigating money in your relationship. You can go right to InvestorMama.com, scroll down slightly, and you'll see you just plug in your email and you'll get a free copy. So yeah, so you can have it in written form and also just like a resource for you before you start the money date, have something tangible that you can look at. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you. That's so valuable. Thanks for that. And then you have a podcast yourself. Yeah, you can definitely go check out InvestorMama.com. You can find me on iTunes, Stitcher, Amazon, everywhere that podcasts are found. I would definitely love for you to come check it out. And yeah, I'd love to connect with you guys. Thanks, Jen. This is awesome. Talk soon. Thanks, Marika. All right. I hope this episode inspired you to schedule a money date for yourself and start digging into your finances on a regular basis. The key here is to stay loving and open-minded and to encourage a positive, healthy money mindset. Be sure to check out Jen's podcast, I'm Also On It, for more insightful advice on managing your finances. And if you like this episode, be sure to pass it on to someone you think would like it as well and leave a review or even send me a message with your feedback. I'd love to hear from you. The next episode, we talk about something super important, how to stay accountable and get things done. But first, go create a beautiful money date. 